Leafs Converts, TLC OGs, Hockey World, what is up? This is the Leafs Convo Podcast. My name is Norman James. It is great to be with you. St. Matthews has returned, and what a glorious return it was. 14 games away with an upper body injury, and he doesn't miss a beat. Two goals and an assist. John Tavares, popping goals. Mitch Marner with that assist from Bobby Hastings, scoring one of the coolest goals you'll see in the NHL at any period. Plus, William Nylander, the deadline is approaching. New information coming out from very respected journalists in hockey telling people who love William Nylander things that they don't want to hear. So why all of a sudden are these respected journalists now a bunch of fake newsers? Mike and I will talk about it. The Leafs Convo starts right now. Here he is, my good brother from beautiful Buffalo, New York, the one and only Michael Agello. Hello, sir. How are you? Good afternoon, Norman. How are you doing? Not too bad. I'm just so ready for the Warriors and Raptors from Scotiabank Arena tonight. It's a preview (laughs) of the NBA final on someone's computer gaming console somewhere. Honestly, it's so so fun or so, so ironic how... I used to be a big NBA fan. Like I used to be a big NFL fan. And now like my two worlds are baseball and hockey. And I, I barely, I barely watch the bills games. And other than the NBA finals and rooting against LeBron. And I, I, I don't like, I've watched maybe a quarter of a Raptors game all year and I've watched that's about it. So, you know, it's, it, it is a marquee matchup. And I know the Warriors were, uh, at the arena yesterday when the Leafs and uh, Sharks were playing. So, you know, that, that it's cool, but it's not on my radar. So Steph Curry spent a portion of his high school years in Toronto, obviously Del Curry playing for that first incarnation of a decent Raptors team back in the late 90s. Probably. So he, he understands the city. Honestly, the Raptors, if you care about basketball, this could be the Raptors' best shot at winning a title not only ever, but for a long time to come too, because I have a feeling there's going to be a bit of a teardown coming after this. And then, you know, Kawhi Leonard, I doubt he stays in one of the most cosmopolitan, freshest, beautiful, biggest cities in North America, if not the world. Of course, he's got to go back and play in in a major U.S. market like they all have done in the past and to varying degrees of success. Anyway, let's get into hockey. 5-3 Leafs over the Sharks. Austin Matthews returns. (laughs) What a glorious return. That first goal he scored. Just signature Matthews. And then he the pass to Tavares, and then he gets the tip. Two goals and assists. Your impressions of St. Matthews and his return. It's it's strange how he has come back every time he has been injured. Now it's four, you know, four. I'm at the and I'm not accentuating the, the, the negative here, but he's you know, he was out three times last year. He was out once this year for a little over four weeks. And every time he comes out of the shoot on fire. And he, he was, he did that yesterday. I mean, he, him and Tavares combining on that, uh, the one goal and then his goal uh, going top shelf past uh, Aaron Dell and the, the tip on the uh, Janssen shot. I mean, it didn't look like he was out for four weeks now, usually, and this has happened in the past, he'll have a couple really good games coming off of the injury. And normally, you know, it, it once sort of conditioning and sort of settling in, comes around he takes a little bit of a step back but it's not long so I don't think he's going to maintain you know a goal per game pace which he is doing it's it's sickening that he that he's managing that and no human can do that but it was an impressive performance and that I'm sure Mike Babcock and the Leafs are very happy happy that he's back 
No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. AM34 out 14 games with an upper body injury, which if you wanted an injury in hockey that was not uh, extremely protracted or lengthy or really torturous, an upper body injury is okay because you get a, you get a chance to skate, keep your conditioning up. And that was um, it's clear that he, he's still able to, to keep up and, and, and win some battles you know, with his legs and with his, his, his footwork. So that was fantastic. It looks like his hands are as uh, nifty as ever. John Tavares uh, scoring. He's got, what, 17 goals now, 30 points. Uh, nice little uh, debut with the Maple Leafs, wouldn't you say, Mike? In first season. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not, look, it's not like John Tavares uh, was up against it, you know, having to come here and, and push a boulder up a hill. He was joining a team of savages already. And what I like about it is he hasn't missed a beat either. It's the same old John Tavares plus a little bit extra. Yeah, he hasn't felt the the big pressure from the big city. I mean, we know he's a Toronto area boy, but, you know, there's always a concern that a big free agent coming in to a new situation is going to feel the pressure and, and uh, you know, uh, shrink from it. And that hasn't been the case. And in fact, he's thrived. And now, as you said, 17 goals leading the club, you know, meshing very well with Mitch Marner. It's it, it's a good mix. And the one-two punch, and we, you know, the, I don't know how many years we did the show on AM 980 and, you know, the, the other, uh, the combo in previous incarnations where we talked about the need for a number one center. And now lo and behold, in 2018, 19, you've got two number one centers. And if both of them can stay healthy, they can't be stopped because no. teams usually only have one defensive line and it's going to be a matchup disaster for that, that team to try to neutralize both Tavares and Matthews. Matthews on a line with Kasperi Kapanen and Andreas Janssen. Kapanen's, he's got double-digit goals. He's the guy that some think would be an adequate replacement for William Nylander. I suppose Nylander's on another level, of course, uh, and we'll talk about him before we wrap up this abbreviated edition of the podcast, God willing. But, you know, we're seeing Andreas Janssen pop in a goal. Igor Hazaganov scored. uh, Travis Dermott scored. You blend in the tertiary support offense with Austin Matthews returning and scoring at at an Art Ross uh, Hart Trophy type pace, Mm -hmm. plus John Tavares doing his thing, Mitch Marner playing like uh, the good witch who just uh, does magical things every single time. And then if William Nylander were to come back and he's not – pouting and he's 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 in for the the ride uh for a good time not a long time other than th- this team beating itself how you go ahead and beat it and this this leads me to my point uh, of about the Leafs being outshot yet again we lament it but I'm beginning to feel like those are just wasted emotions it doesn't matter if you outshoot this team this mm. you put you give this team a power play and if you give this team 25 30 shots you can have 50 or 60 shots I don't know how you're going to beat them because they have better scorers than you do. The problem, the problem is with that. And I I know that there is a significant amount of the fan base who um, responded, you know, who saw what I tweeted yesterday because it was a game where, you know, great offense, the power play was unbelievable. The top two centers are unstoppable depth in the lineup, great goaltending from Freddie Anderson and subpar defense in the second second half of the game, you know, they gave up 40, I think it was 40 or 41 shots to the Sharks. And it's not about Freddie Anderson 
um, not being up to the task. He is, but the thing is you cannot have your goaltender facing 40 shots every night eventually. And we've seen it in the last two years in the playoffs, especially last year, he was spent in the playoffs because he had to play 66 games and he faced the most shots in the NHL. And you cannot depend on your goaltender to be that much of a workhorse and have anything left for when the season, when everything really counts. So I I have a question for you. What is going to be the more difficult task for a team like the Maple Leafs that is a couple of steps away from hoisting a Stanley cup? Is it harder to fire up your offense or is it more difficult to temper the action in your own end? I think that that, you know, tempering the other team's offense is the most difficult task for this current team because they're, they're a powerhouse offensively. But if you don't, if you look, they're, they're not overly big. Um, You know, they're, they have some players that are really good defensively two way players, but at forward, they have, I think mostly scorers and on defense, I think you have two, maybe three pretty good defensemen and then two or three defensemen who are, average or below average defensively. So that is the challenge in front of Kyle Dubas. It can, you add a couple players that will make a difference. And you know we have to say they're a legitimate Stanley cup contender based on the fact that they went nine and five without their best or second best winger in a contract impasse and their best center out with, with a shoulder injury. They went nine and five. Yeah. So, you know, they're a legitimate cup contender, but no they question. have to add those pieces before February 25th to be one that can beat Tampa, can beat Boston, can get through the Atlantic and, and get to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1967. This is the Leafs Combo, Norman James with Mike Augello. Thank you so much for all of your support. If you're listening to us on YouTube, you, you like what you're hearing, please hit the subscribe button. It would mean a lot to us. Mitch Marner, Mike, does something spectacular, literally Every single night, uh, three assists the other evening. And last night, the kind of play that has kids at schools across the country, across Leaf Nation, talking. Uh, The stick from Bobby Hastings. After Mm -hmm. Mitch's stick breaks, he grabs it uh, in a two-on-one and fires to Tavares. How does Tavares even concentrate on accepting the pass and scoring when he's watching this guy on uh, on the other side of the ice doing wild things in the process of setting up his goal it's 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 mind-bottling mike the 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 funny thing is that the actual play the actual pass has gotten to be old hat because we've come to expect this out of marner the brilliance of his passing and his playmaking the thing that impressed me the most was that you know he breaks the stick he goes to the bench and hastings not only has his stick but he hands it to him with the blade out so that when Marner grabs it, it's one motion. It's not like he had to switch hands or you know turn it the other way around. He had the stick extended for him that he could just grab it and continue the play. It was, I mean, that was it was incredible. And, and I know that Marner and Matthews after the game gave credit to to Hastings for for that, and he got an, basically got a third assist on that goal. Well, he didn't get a primary assist, so he's being. <laughs> <laughs> raked over the coals on Twitter right now. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but I, I mean, this is the thing, and we're going to talk about Neil under in a second. But the the ascendance of Marner since the second half of last year through to the playoffs, and now the the first half of this year, 
you know, is going is the reason is probably one of the main reasons that William Neander is going to be traded, not because of any animosity, not because of mm. it's because the fact that you're going to have to pay Marner what close to what or as much as what he's worth. And that is probably eight and a half to nine million dollars a year on a long term deal. Mm. And you simply cannot pay two centers, 11, 11 and a half, 12 million like Matthews is mm-hmm. probably going to get and Tavares at 11 and Marner at nine and mm-hmm. try and then pay Neilander. It just can't work. That's why he's going to be probably traded. Come on, Michael Agello cap over the cup. Well, this, this situation has changed in the last 24 to 48 hours because now, you know, on this show, on, on my columns and hockey buzz, uh, you know, on the podcast and webcast and everything that I do, I've been consistent over since probably July. If they can get Neander on a cost-effective deal, that's all fine and good. But I've been an advocate of trading him and getting an equal return or, or close to equal return in the form of a top four defenseman. Now, in the last 24 hours, we've had Elliot Friedman, who's one of the best in the business, come out and say that he believes that even if they sign him to a bridge or a long-term deal, that William Nylander will not be a Leaf next year. Elliot Friedman was the is the one of the go-to guys, but since he said something to the to the extent of Nylander and the Leafs not being together forever, and Nylanderites' hopes and dreams being dashed eventually, now he's wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's fake. Yeah, he's, it's fake. Well, it's fake news from the guy who's given you true, good, juicy information about hockey for for over about a decade and a half, almost two decades. But yeah. because he's saying something that the Nylander people don't like, they can't believe it now. And this is what's happened. People yeah. have lost. They've lost their way. Anyway, I, I've tried to tune out that that sort of byplay and during on social media because, uh, you know, it it just. It, it, at a point, at some point, it's sort of irrelevant because I mean, yeah, everybody's entitled to their say so, but when when your your viewpoint is clearly wrong, I can't I can't acknowledge it. Um, now this and this is the thing. It's like it's not only Elliot Friedman, uh, you know, Brian Burke is uh, you know he, not so far away from being a general manager. Has a lot of connections in the league. He basically agreed with Friedman's point of view that you know with Marner coming up on the deal next summer with Matthews that based on what Neander is asking for, there's just not enough room and they're going to, they're going to trade them. This, now this is the thing, this one with a, with Pierre Lebrun coming out this morning and saying that the Leafs now remember the clock is, it's now about four 50 hours to go until the, the 5 PM deadline on December 1st. Lebrun is saying that the Leafs are circling back to the teams that they asked to table offers for Neander a few weeks ago and contacting them. To me, this sounds like the $300,000 bridge between what the Leafs are offering and what Neander's camp wants is a bridge too far. Wow. And, and and that there it's, it's either going to go one of two ways. I think the, the, the likelihood of him sitting out the year is increasing the likelihood of him being traded before December 1st at 5 p.m. is increasing, and the likelihood of a long-term deal is decreasing. I think it's either going to be the bridge, because think of it, it's a second contract. There's no no-trade protection. Why would he want to sign a six-year deal? Because if the Leafs are going to trade him, that would lock him in a place that he may not want to go for five or six years. So he's going to sign as short a, a, a deal as possible, for as much as he can get, and then 
I think the Leafs are going to trade him. And I, I, I have a lot more confidence in Kyle Dubas and his ability to evaluate talent than I do somebody like Peter Shirelli, who everybody points to the Taylor Hall for Adam Larson deal when it comes to Nylander. If they get a top four defenseman and that guy helps them get to the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. final, is anybody going to be crying a tear for William Nylander? No friggin' way. We want to disregard social media and people will tell me, oh, don't be bitching about social media all the time. But that's where we all go. That's where everybody goes, and that's where you gauge uh, a feeling one way or the other. I'm telling you right now, if William Nylander is traded, you you will see a lot of young Leaf fans give second thought to their allegiance to the Maple Leafs. I'm I'm telling you right now because – they're still newly fans, and they have a different relationship with the team than guys like us. I'm, I'm 42. I'm an old guy. Um, I'm older. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I didn't even bring your age up. But I'm at a point now where we've been through a lot of runs and, and possibilities and, and, and um, near misses and a lot of garbage. And I see a team that's getting close to doing something that I, I hope it will do uh, within my lifetime, and that's when a Stanley Cup. A, a lot of uh, younger fans haven't experience the the heartache as as much heartache as we've had and that's good i'm glad and i'm glad that a lot of younger fans are hopefully going to be uh, connected to this organization through a an amazing era and you know when they get to my age they'll be able to say oh geez you know it's been mostly success um during my interest in the team i truly believe that you're going to have a lot of people who are going to need not only a moment but a month or two to to get over yeah counseling (laughs) to get over William Nylander not joining the team. I honestly think that Lewis Gross and his father, for sure, and maybe even William himself, think that he's a, a $15 million a year guy. I think that, I'm not saying now, but I think they believe that he could be the best player in the league. And I, I have a feeling that this whole process is an indicator that they are staunch and steadfast and dug in to the position that they will earn as much money as they possibly can any amount of money the Leafs signed William Nylander for in their minds is a bargain because based on his stats, he is a guy who is comparable to some of the best players in the league. And I think a lot of people are going to have to uh, reconcile where their fandom is with the team and you know just how much they're locked into particular players. But that's where we are right now, man. The star system in the NHL is growing the same way that it's grown and almost um, grown a little too far in the NBA. Mike, we got to wrap it up. So make a couple more points and we'll go. Yeah. Just to put a capper on this. The thing is, I don't know whether, um, I mean, I know the Leafs want to sign him and, you know, get him on as economical a deal as possible. I I don't think that it's going to be a long-term deal. I just don't think it's going to be possible. And the only way that that happens is if they, you know, give him, um, close to 7 million a year. And if they do that, then I think that, you know, that's clearly just for the purpose of getting them under contract, having cost certainty, and then moving them. I don't know if that's going to be moving them before February 25th or moving them at the draft. But I think like the reports from Friedman and like the reports from Pierre Lebrun, that means eventually he, he'll be moved. My, the, my column on hockey buzz today, the, the title will be trade now or trade later, but it's going to be trade. Yeah, go read it, and uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on a variety of podcast platforms, 20 and counting. We appreciate all of your support. Oh, by the way, the the Maple Leafs, uh, plus 26, best in the league, 36 points, tied with your Buffalo Sabres for tops in the league. Those things are going on too, but 
It's all about William Nylander, right? Yeah, no, it's all, it's all about it. it, it yeah. It's it's twenty four seven Nylander until five p.m. on December first. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> I can't wait for that Saturday night in St. Paul, Minnesota. Michael, as always, you are amazing. Thank you for your time. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Norm. That is a wrap on this edition of the Leafs Convo Podcast. Thank you so much for all of your support. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. At Norman James TLC, at David Nastico 200, at Kyle Outridge TLC, at Mike and Buffalo. Those are the ways you can get at us on social media. Let us know what you think of the things that we do. Hey, David, thank you so much for all of the gifts on the Leafs Convo Twitter account. They mean a lot to us. You're doing a fantastic job. If you're interested in perhaps sponsoring the Leafs Convo podcasts, we have opportunity for you the same way you might be able to give us a little extra opportunity in the process. The Leafs Convo at gmail.com. Send me some details. I'll get back at you and we'll go from there. For Mike Agello, I'm Norman James. Thanks for listening. The Leafs Convo is out.